Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello and welcome, you guys. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. And this is the podcast that your Mormon family would be disappointed in you if you they knew you listened to it. Dun, dun, oh, dun. they would be so disappointed. <laughs> like, yeah. No, no more invites to Sunday dinner. <gasps> oh, what if it has funeral potatoes, though? Oh, my God. Oh. I've been craving that. Speaking of potatoes, before we even get into the episode, I... <laughs> you just got so excited. If you guys don't know, we're on video, so I just saw Sarah clench her fists about potatoes. So if yes. you want to see that, go to Patreon. It's all up there for everyone to it's see. It's all there. It's my excitement is genuine. Okay, so found out something today on Jeopardy as I was watching it at dinner as a 90-year-old woman does. Sarah, I love Jeopardy. I love it. (laughs) Like, I'm obsessed. I introduced Greg to it because they don't have that in the UK. And he was like, what is Jeopardy? And I was like, what? (laughs) How do you not know about Jeopardy? So anyways, we watch it. Every night before, like, while we eat dinner. Like, it's our good. <laughs> what we do. So there was a question on there today. Let me just pull up my little research here, guys. Again, if you're on Patreon, you can, you can see that I'm <laughs> researching. Um, it was, hold on. Okay, so it was a question about potatoes and about how tater tots came about. And they were saying it was like the excess skin of a potato. Instead of throwing that away, that's how tater tots were formed. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And then they were like, from the owner, whose name is Nephi Grigg. Oh. And I was like, that's a Mormon person. That has to be that's Mormon. A Mormon person. Yeah. And Greg was like, how do you know that? And I was like, Nephi is like Nephi. one of the main characters in the Book of Mormon. So I look it up and, and the he brand. Probably did he live in Idaho? Because that's where all the potatoes come from. So the brand, Aura Ida. Which oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you see. Everyone that's American should know or North American will know this brand. Is founded by two brothers who were Mormon. Wow. Okay, so they began growing sweet corn in Oregon, and then they, like, moved off to, like, potatoes and stuff. But basically, they're the people who invented tater tots, you guys. Wow. So now it made me sad, because Greg was like, are you kind of put off on tater tots now? And I was like, yeah, I am. I'm a little sad about it. Napoleon, give me some of your tots. (laughs) Which all makes sense now. Like, maybe they knew that. But yeah. And have you ever had tater tot casserole? <gasps> yes. I feel like that's kind of Mormon. I think it's also sort of Midwest, but that's it's... sort of a Mormon thing, too. Oh, my God, you guys, my mind is blown. Thank you, Jeopardy. Thank you. Thank you, Alex Trebek. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad that he died. It's, like, one of the saddest things to me. I like, know. every time I watch an episode, I'm like, oh, does he know? I know he knows, but does he know? (sighs) Anyways, basically, now I'm, like, banning this brand, unless they're no longer Mormon. But I I don't get it here anyways. And in the South, we don't really do tater tots. We do hash browns. So as long as there's, like, no connection with Mormons, then I'm good. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) Anyways, that's your little tidbit of the day. That's a good start for our opening announcements, our opening exercises. Um, We have some special announcements. We have three new people who joined us in Outer Darkness, the highest level of our Patreon. Guys, three people. So we have a huge shout out. So we have, like, we, yeah, four. We did four videos just now, like, personalized videos for these amazing, wonderful human beings who decided to join us in Outer Darkness. And it's just so mind-blowing that people yeah. want to support us. And, okay. like, yeah, I just don't even know what to say. But basically, 
It's incredible. We did some fun videos. Hope you guys like it. Slash don't unpledge because we get a little carried away. There's some motorboating, some other shit that happened in it. But it's just because we love you guys so much. And these special people, drum roll, Katie, you I'll do it for you. Okay, so we have June. Oh my god. She's been on the show. She's been a, she's a patron, has been. She just upped her pledge. Ugh. June, you're amazing. We love you. Thank you. And we also have Annie, a new patron. Annie. Annie. Sarah singing. Yeah, those are the vocal stylings of Sarah Little. (laughs) But thank you so much, Annie. Uh, Yeah, you're wonderful. We're so happy to have you. And then we also have Kelly, who has also been on the show. And she upped her pledge as well. And it's just amazing. Thank you so much. We're just so flattered and flabbergasted. Is that the word I love using? Flattergasted. (laughs) Flattergasted. But thank you guys so much. And be on the lookout. We have some more content coming your way just for Outer Darkness. And as Mm -hmm. always, thank you so much for our other patrons and for all that you do in support for us. This video is for you guys as well. Um, the video we're recording now as we do the episode, which is me doing my eyebrows right now, but you guys can't see. Unless they're on Patreon. You guys, um, this is the first time Sarah has shown her shoulders on video. Guys, look at those. Look at those. Look at those things. <laughs> That's me being seductive. Because usually I'm in a turtleneck, but it's actually kind of, it's summer. Like, it's still daylight, and it's 8.30 here. That's amazing. That's, yeah. So you get all that. So we love you guys. And also, as usual, for those who aren't on Patreon, but you um, just support us every day and Instagram and giving us reviews and rating us on iTunes, that's really great and really helpful. And we love you guys so much. So thank you. Thank you to everyone listening. Thank you. All right. Are you ready to get into the topic today? Why did I suddenly um, get an accent? So ready. <laughs> All right. I found this blog post. Uh, I don't know when I found it. It's kind of been not just something that I had stowed away. And For a rainy day. Yeah, no, it's not rainy, but that's okay. Um, and it is called... The four reasons people leave the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and how to help them come back. It's posted on a website called mylifebygogogoff.com. I think this is a male uh, Mormon blogger, and I think he's quite popular in the Mormon sphere. I'm I'm fairly certain. So. So basically, by the end of this article, am I going to convert back to Mormonism? You probably will. I mean, that's the risk I'm willing to take to bring this content (laughs) to the people. (laughs) That means no more shoulders showing. No more. Because Sarah, he's going to tell you why you left and how you need to come back. Because he knows better than you. Obviously, yeah. Men, men know better than us. Men always know better. I really love it. My favorite is when a man takes something that I already know and I, I fully am aware of, and then they explain it to me again. Like it's the, the best thing. I know because we just clearly didn't understand it. Our little female brains are too fragile. They can't comprehend, and it's just like what. Thank you for taking time out of your day to explain that to me because I was thinking it was something else, which was actually correct. But now you've proven that it's not correct. So thank you. I know. (laughs) Woof. Okay. So Sarah and I are going to take turns reading this, but I'll just read this first little intro. (laughs) Oh, and, and beware, Sarah, some of the writing is subpar. I'll I'll just say that because you anyway that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> no, you know how I feel about bad writing I and know. bad grammar. I can't I, do it. I know. <laughs> okay. okay, so he writes. When it comes to people leaving, 
the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it is often for one of four main reasons. I want to address the four main reasons as well as give advice on what we can do to help them come back home. Okay, can we just unpack that really quick? Like, he, show me the data on this. Go, go, Goff, or whatever your name is. Like, how yeah, go, it, go, go, Goff. Is that his name? I don't know. I, like, how do you know there are four main reasons? How many ex-Mormons have you actually talked to? And how do you know why they leave? I want to see this data, data. Also, the term come back home, as if... Yeah. When you leave the church, you've literally left your home. I mean, I guess it's a good metaphor for why people are so afraid to leave, because it is like their home base. But once you leave, you realize you can have a home. It doesn't have to be within the church. Yeah, and you can have a functional home, like a, a an actual, like, functional environmental and, like, yeah, I just feel like it's... Uh, Golf, go go golf. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. I need to see stat. I also need to understand how he even came to four reasons. That kind of bothers me. Like I feel like you need to solve yes. five or ten, or fifteen or twenty. But like a we four. We talk to so many ex Mormons. We get so many messages, and every person's story, although they do have some similarities, many times, everyone's story is so different about why they leave or how they struggled to leave and. And how they went through that journey. And it can, it definitely can't be put into just four succinct categories like he's trying to do here. It's definitely not. And I haven't read this full disclosure because I wanted to respond. Like, yeah, yeah I want to get your really. genuine reaction. Yeah, I want to like a genuine reaction. But I can only bet, like I, I just had a conversation a few hours ago with a new colleague who joined our team and was like get to know you and was like talking about professional background and like you know work shit and then I was like oh so tell me a bit about yourself personally and I was like well (laughs) my friend and I have this podcast and then of course like most Europeans are like Mormons what is that really like I don't don't know the full disclosure so like I go into it and she was like may I ask like why did you leave and I'm like do you have 10,000 hours yeah do you want to go to our oh wow we have 125 episodes that barely touch the surface on Exactly. <laughs> so I find it hilarious that Go Go Golf thinks that he can do it in four <laughs> points. Like, yeah. go, go out of here. Go, go, golf. He definitely thinks he knows better than us, as you'll see as we go along. Okay. I'm going to continue to make puns off of his name. So I'm sorry. If puns annoy people, skip this entire episode. Because it's too good. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to read the first reason he has so studiously figured out about why people (sighs) leave church. He says, first, they slip into inactivity. Oh, it's a slippery slope to inactivity. I know, slippery slope. That's me. Mm, Okay, it's a little southern, a little southern naughtiness there. Slippery slope. Okay. Put some gravy on that slope and you can slide right down. More like lard. That's all we Oh, cook. gotcha. Gotcha. So. <laughs> More like some Crisco. Nice Put and greasy. <laughs> and we're good. All right. Let's, let's talk about this slipperiness. So he says the first and main reason people leave the church is because they simply slip into inactivity. Because of inconvenience, they fall out of the habit of gospel living. Scripture study, then morning and evening prayers are often the first things to go, and then church attendance soon follows. Go, go, goff, this is not true. This is just straight up not true. Like, go, this- go, goff, this is a no, no, not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe once in a very blue moon, this might happen, where someone just kind of stops. It really is not normal for this to happen. No, it's it's, it's not a matter of you stop reading your scriptures and no. praying, and then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, it's like I put some Crisco on my ass and slid down that slope. Like, it slipped, just... <laughs> slid right down that slope because down. I, I didn't read my scriptures. Like, <sighs> doesn't happen. no, that's just not 
I mean, yes, I guess times can happen where people read scriptures less, but just because they're reading them less doesn't mean that they've actually stopped believing or left the church. It's no. just no. like you still are fully in it at this point. And, You're, and, and the guilt is too thick. The guilt and yeah. the shame is too thick to at that point have ever been like, and I'm not going anymore. Yeah. It might just be like, sorry, just burp. You're welcome. <laughs> it might just be. A matter of like, yeah, you, you don't, I, I mean, I went through that phase as a Mormon where I just got all the habit of yeah. reading my scriptures in the morning and I would like quickly read them at night, like a, t- you know, one or two verses. I would try to do a chapter. But, but you would still like, do it is the point. I would still do it. You'd feel guilty like you were breaking the rules if you didn't. Exactly. And it's a way to, yeah. So, um, okay. He continues on to say, Often this slip into inactivity is not the result of a major sin of commission, but rather a collection of sins of omission that they lose the companionship of the Holy Ghost and slowly dull their spiritual sensitivities till they justify sins of commission. Commission. Then once sins of commission are committed, God, I know you'd hate this. Jesus fucking celestial once Christ. Sin like, of commission. Use a different word. <laughs> Once sins of commission are committed, they feel ashamed that they have done wrong. And Satan tells them the lie that they can't go back and that repentance won't work for them. I just just feel so he says that this is the main reason people leave the church. And it's just not it. This this falls into that fallacy that we hear all the time about people get lazy. Right. Mm -hmm. People get lazy lazy learners. And then people just want to sin. So then they commit some kind of sin. They commit a sin of commission. (laughs) And uh, then they feel like they can't repent. Like, that's just not actually true. That's not why people leave the church. Like, someone might have a rebellious phase in the church and do those things. But it doesn't actually mean that that's the reason that they'll eventually leave. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And that's completely true. Because even a lot of times, like, Mormons who... Uh, go inactive because they want to drink or party or what you know what that's what people say is their reason they still don't say they've left the church they still right. identify as a mormon like even yeah. like famous mormons who have like uh-huh. you know are no longer practicing they still won't say i'm not mormon they'll yeah. say like oh the mormon religion like helps instill values that i could never replace but i'm okay. just not practicing right now because you're too you're not going to leave the church just out of those just reasons. Just out of those things. No. It, it just doesn't and happen. I've noticed, like, for me, when I was kind of stepping away from the church and I did have rebellious moments, like, those moments where I drank for the first time or whatever, or I started wearing more, quote-unquote, scandalous clothes, those <laughs> moments weren't what made me lose my faith in the church because in my head— I still believed in the Mormon theology. I believed in the Book of Mormon and in in Mormon heaven and in Mormon Mm -hmm. God, right? I still was like, okay, it'll all work out somehow. I have this cognitive dissonance, but whatever. And then you actually examine your beliefs and you're like, wait, none of this is actually true. And it's not that I just want to, you know, have a beer every now and then. It's that I actually don't align with these values, (laughs) And so I'm going to officially leave. And then you lose your faith in a lot of the other parts of it, too. Exactly. A hundred percent. Because if 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 we're going by that rationale, I mean, obviously, every person's story of leaving the church is different. There's yeah. not yeah. you know, two same stories. If that makes sense. Um, but like even then, when I was like doing my wild phase two in high school, <laughs> where I was drinking and stuff like that. It was never to the point where I was like, and now I'm deciding to leave the church because I want to drink alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, no one chooses alcohol or or sex or whatever over the church. They'll just kind of like try to mesh the two for a while. (laughs) That's a straight booby shot. I'm so sorry. You guys just got a straight booby shot. (laughs) You're on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Look at how little my head is. It's just two big mounds oh. and then her head. That was I'm great. I'm just trying to get comfortable. Okay, I'm sorry. But yeah, no, it's totally true. You don't just leave 
because you yeah you want to drink alcohol or have sex or what like it, it there's a lot more to it yeah and you would say you're inactive or you're taking a break but you don't actually say like yeah I'm gonna leave the church like it's right. there's way too much like fear that's st- like you don't want to yeah. say officially I'm leaving the church because then it's like <gasps> what if I'm wrong what well, if yeah. you know? even with things such as like a quote-unquote sin of like getting a tattoo. I know active Mormons who have gotten tattoos and they're like, well, I was just being a little rebellious. It's not like they leave the church because they want to do break these rules. People, I mean, and I'm sure there are instances where people have, but I think it's very rare. Like this yeah. is a common occurrence. Exactly. Um, Sarah, do you want to read the next paragraph where he explains <laughs> how they, we can help those who have slipped down that slippery, greasy slope. We can help them come back. So you can Ooh. tell us what he says. You're going to use some Dawn. Oh, yeah. Get rid of that grease. Yeah. yeah. I would love to. I'm just pulling it up on my phone. Um, okay. So it's number two, right? No, just go to the that under the first one. And there's a little subheading that says helping those who have slipped come oh, back. Cool. No, okay. <laughs> God, this this article is formatted so badly. I do not I like know. it. Okay. Helping those who slipped come back. <laughs> this group is the easiest to rescue as they fill the void in their lives, but they just don't know how to come back. Can I just point back. out can I just point out how he says rescue? Yes, yeah. like, oh, we do not need rescuing. If anyone needs rescuing, it's you from the cult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doy. Okay. Often they only need a welcoming friend to invite them to come back. What? I can't even continue. You need a welcoming friend slash just the fake person who's pretending to be your friend so that they can quote like fill all of their quota yeah. missionary work and shit. We've Fuck all like ex- we've all experienced that too. Like people reaching out trying to get us to come back and they're acting all love bomby and friend like to you friendly, but they don't actually like you. They just want to get you back to church so they can get blessing points from celestial Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. And we've all experienced it. I still occasionally experience it where I'm like I just always have my guard up. I'm like, are yeah. you sincerely trying to be my friend? It's or like, or are you going to plug in some religious shit? Yeah, it's like, are you a Mormon or are you shilling an MLM or do you actually want to be my friend? <laughs> right. Speaking of MLMs, I was talking about this today about Herbalife again, and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> Um, so often they need a welcoming friend to invite them to come back, but when they arrive, they need to be welcomed with loving arms and non-judgmental ward members. I love how he says non-judgmental ward members when he just spent two paragraphs explaining how people who slide down that slippery slope are like lazy and they justify their sins and all this shit. Like he was just judging them and they said, but don't judge them. Even though he literally just told you how, why they should be judged. <laughs> and also, shouldn't all members just be theoretically non-judgmental? Like, why do you have to separate and be like, so only the non-judgmental ward members welcome people back. The other cons stay away, you know? They need a friend to guide them, sit next to them, and to minister to them. What? That's like my worst nightmare. If I ever in a millionaire's like wake up one day and I'm like, I'm going to be Mormon again. The thought of going to church and having someone up my ass and like guiding me and sitting beside me and ministering me is like a nightmare of my anxiety dream. Yeah. Like that is the worst anxiety inducing thing ever. Like who who wants that? No who one wants that. I don't want that vulnerable people want that that's who that's why they they get vulnerable people who want to feel like they're part of a community and then they are like just be really friendly to them when they come to church even if yeah even if it's fake ew um help them secure their lives and family within the gospel with callings and fellowship if that's not an indicator of a cult, I don't know what is. Yeah, seriously. How so, can you read that sentence and not think cult? <laughs> exactly. It's like we want to make sure you have no time to actually think about how batshit crazy this religion is. So 
we're going to make sure you're busy. Take time away from your family and your friends and your mental health so that you can have all of these callings yeah. that are pointless. Yeah. Fill your time. Yeah. Also, this next quote, ew, this group does not go less active when they feel wanted and needed within the church. So I apparently left the church just because I didn't feel wanted or needed. Yeah, he has you figured out. <laughs> I mean, a bit true. I, you know, everyone wants to feel wanted. <laughs> Doy. Doy. Um, okay, and then there's a quote from Dieter. Old Dieter. Dieter Uchtdorf, you guys who don't know. That is, uh, is he the second counselor now or the first counselor? Um, and the, I don't know. I don't know. I've lost track. <laughs> I think he's the f- second counselor. And so there's the prophet and then there's Dieter, I think. Or sorry, there's Iring and then Dieter, I think. Yeah. Anyways, it okay. doesn't matter. Oh, he's not. You forgot, you forgot Oaks. Oh, fuck. What is Oaks now? So I think it's Russell Nelson is the president. Then Dallin H. Oaks and Iring are like his counselors. Oh, so Dieter got booted. He's like just part of the... The 12? The apostles? Oh, yeah. scandal. I bet Europeans were pissed about that. Because Germans sure. love the fact that they had a, a German um, general authority. Yeah. Well. Interesting. All right. Well, sorry, Dieter. <laughs> Dieter, um, Dieter. <laughs> Dieter. Okay. So he says, if you are a member of the church, but presently not participating actively, I invite you. Please come back. We need you! Exclamation point. Come, add your strengths to ours. Because of your unique talents, abilities, and personality, aka free support, so that we can still continue to take your money and not actually pay you for your time, you will help us become better and happier. In return, we will help you become better and happier as well. Talk about codependent. Yeah, codependent, but also, did you at ever one point in your life go to a mormon church or and be involved in a community and feel better and happier because of it hmm. maybe, i for sure didn't maybe also. maybe at the time i thought that i did but looking back that wasn't actually true that was just kind of like the brainwashing and the love bombing it wasn't actually like i feel better and a lot of times i would come away not feeling like actually feeling worse (laughs) yeah same and feeling feeling this constant um uh like I I just wasn't being myself it was really frustrating for 28 years to not really fully be yourself Uh it's like you and and also to feel like you don't have people who get who understand me or like are genuine friends who if I knew you took away the Mormon church connection that they would still be a close friend and I just I never Never felt that. Yeah. I gotta say I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now. He's going, <laughs> he's going to tell us the second reason that we leave the church. Oh, my God. So, number two, guys. Number two. Don't number worry. two. They take, <laughs> they take offense. We haven't heard this one before. I oh. hate this one so so much because this is the I think the even more common the number one that we get as the podcast yeah is that people are like you're bitter someone upset you it's not the church it's church the, is people. the people and I'm like the church is always true but the people don't listen to the people don't be offended it's your choice to be offended it is oh. like okay I'm offended that Joseph Smith had sex with 14 year olds I'm offended that he, they taught the black people were less valiant and therefore were cursed with dark skin like sure that offends me but that's not a person that's the church so exactly I'm offended that they completely erase indigenous history in the book of Mormon and then put you know indigenous people in try like in those uh what is it called assimilation Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. to assimilate to white culture like yeah I'm offended by that I'm offended by the sexism I'm offended by the homophobic behaviors and the fact yeah. that you guys do not want people to have equal rights. Yeah. If that's your definition of offend being offended, then yes, I that's am. That's never offended. the definition. They always say that you got offended just by one singular person in the church. And then 
that's it. Like, Which is total bullshit because I have been offended by numerous people in the Mormon church. And I never left because of those reasons. Like, well, yeah, me neither. So but this is going to make you mad. This whole paragraph is just Yay. shit. Also, okay. I'm sorry that my lighting is not as good anymore. It looks like I'm like a wham, like a, like I'm in a dark cave webcam girl. <laughs> I'm not sorry. It's kind of sexy. So sorry. Not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Okay. The second main reason that he's, he obviously has studied this, Sarah, because he knows the second in line, the main reason. He knows it all. Yeah. Is because they take offense. Now, everyone is going to be mistreated at some point by a member of the church. Sometimes it is because we are human and make mistakes. Sometimes it is because that person is just not acting Christ-like. Either way, offense will come, but the choice to take offense and to be offended is ours. Toxic positivity. Toxic positivity. But also I kind of want a shirt that says, I choose to be offended by the LDS church. (laughs) Yeah, the LDS church offended me and I chose to be offended. I choose to be offended. I love it. Okay, get ready for this next paragraph because it's a fucking doozy. Okay. On my mission, a bishop suggests, like, he can't spell that. Okay. On my mission, a bishop suggested that the mother of an overweight girl should start doing something to help her, aka put her on a diet. And she took so much offense at this comment that she refused to go back. And so the entire family went inactive. Oh. What a dick to share that as, like, something. But also, I don't want to go into a room with a man behind a closed door, and then he has the audacity to say to me, you need to put your daughter on a diet. I'd be like, no, I'm not coming back to see you. Don't tell me how to raise my kid. Don't comment on her body. Like, guys, that is so fucking disgusting and horrible. And and she should never have been offended. She She chose to be offended at that comment. Like, who wouldn't be? It's not even if, just, I feel like it's so dismissive to say it's just them being offended. It's, like, it's really horrible and, like, destructive behavior, like, to say that. I mean, someone who's experienced that on the other side of having people criticize and critique my body nonstop growing up. Like, if I heard that my bishop told my mom as well to tell me to lose weight, I, that's just... That's devastating. Like, I feel like people hear enough in their youth, like, having people constantly comment on your body. Like, you don't need it from a fucking church leader. And then to say you're offended. It's very disrespectful, inappropriate, and also it's creepy to me. Because this, you shouldn't be commenting on anyone's body, but especially a minor to their mother. Like, I've noticed this is what your child looks like, and I think they should look like this. And you're using your power as a bishop to tell them that. Like, that is abusive. Like, it's, I just, it's so abusive. It's it's so yeah. destructive and just horrible. And, and he's just awesome. using it as, like, uh, some anecdote where he's like, yeah, look, she's so silly. She chose to be offended. Uh, nah, that bishop coming from up. a guy, like, I yeah. just want to say that that's enough, like, it's a perspective from go, go, goff. Like, <laughs> go, go, up. fuck off. <laughs> go, 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 fuck off. Go, go, goff. Like, that's what you need to do. But also it reminds me of, like, bishops and, you know, there's been uh, talks by general authority and prophets who, like, tell women to be groomed and like they need to wear makeup and have their hair done and like it's yeah. it's a lot it's so much pressure it's like it's <sighs> I hate it I hate it so much Same. these are my fist guys I'm shaking my fist come fight us go go goff um he says I could share dozens of stories everything from innocent remarks that someone took offense at to stories where bishops committed crimes and sins and they blamed the church so he's like excusing essentially I, I mean I'm gonna leap a little bit I don't think it's a leap actually like that's when bishops commit crimes it's almost always a sex crime and usually with a minor it's it's either that or it's taking money like yeah usually from the tithing but either way it's I mean obviously the first is much worse 
Um, I'm actually like bishops who take money from tithing. I'm like, great, good, because yeah, but it's just yeah. like, so dismissive to say like, well, okay, he, he committed that sin, uh, but then you chose to be offended by that. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> victim blaming much. Um, what? So then he says, two years ago, I had a member from my mission call me. He loves to reference his mission. If he yeah, had it's like, it. okay, go, go, golf. We get it. You went on a mission. It was hard <laughs> to like Salt Lake City, you know? So I had a member from my mission call me. The bishop had done something super offensive in their eyes. I gave them my two-step formula to not taking offense. I told them, quote, no matter the reason for the offense, understand these two things. First, the church is true despite the members. Replace with whoever has offended you. Second, don't escort anyone to hell. What? Please escort me to hell. Like, I hail. That was so hail. southern. <laughs> hail. Please escort me to hell. But yeah. really... So he says, the second point startled him. And I explained that if someone is sinning and doing something wrong, there is no need for us to personally escort them with our families to hell to ensure they arrive there. I told him, let him go to hell. You need to worry about keeping your covenants. So, like, essentially, this person had discovered that this bishop was doing something really bad, like a quote unquote sin. And Go, go, Goff is like, well, just don't take offense. Keep going to church. Keep supporting the bishop. Keep paying your tithing. Because if you question it, you'll be going with him to hell. What? Um, so much gaslighting. I can't. No, it's like, do not question it. You know, you just go with it and it's fine. Don't question it. Because if you do, you're going to go to hell too. And what you're really experiencing yeah. isn't even true. Just forgive and let him trample all over you, essentially. And, um, do you want to read that his how he says that we can help those who take offense come back? Because you're going to have fun with these couple of paragraphs. I don't even understand what he's trying to say a little bit in the first one. Because Great. I love it. I love when you can't understand a quote-unquote I mean, well-written article. I kind of get what he's saying, but it's just written so poorly that you're going to have fun. <laughs> Great. Okay. Helping those who take offense come back. The way to overcome offense is simple. The one who offended and is and is must what and is must be the one who offended. <laughs> See, it doesn't make sense, guys. I'm already struggling. <laughs> needs to ask them for forgiveness and to come home in humility and love. I need to reread that. So, the one who offended and must be and is must be the one who offended. I think he's trying to say that the person who offended someone else should ask for forgiveness. I think that's what he's trying to say, but it's worded so strangely that I that's my interpretation. Jesus, okay. Then uh even if it was not intentionally given. Okay. Okay. So don't need to be sincere. Um, when the person giving offense asks forgiveness and invites them to come home in sincerity and humility and not defensiveness, it invites the spirit of reconciliation needed for the rescue to start. The rescue. The rescue. <laughs> it's like we're literally in the grips of Satan himself. Oh, uh, my God. The only thing preventing reconciliation is pride. Pride often on the part of the offender who feels justified. I also recommend this talk as it is the best talk on being offended, which is that classic one by Bednar who says, choose to be offended. Chosen to be offended. Like, that's just so, so toxic and dismissive. And again, like we've said, it happens. Yes, people get offended. Yes, people do shitty things. But more often than not, that's not the actual reason people leave. Oh. Like, oh. they'll just deal with it. They'll deal with that that pain and that shittiness and maybe avoid the person who's hurt them at church. But they still believe in the church overall. Yeah, exactly. They may not go. They may be, quote unquote, inactive, but they're not going to deny the truthfulness of the gospel, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. 
Okay, so now we're on his third reason why people Ooh, leave. I'm so convinced already. I don't even know if I need number three or four. I think I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm going back. <laughs> You're getting rebaptized. Um, getting rebaptized, getting the gift of the Holy Ghost. I have missed him for four months, slash four years. I don't know where I have months from. Oh my God, no, I will not let you. <laughs> okay. The third reason people leave the church is far less often than the first two, and it is because of church history. History is not pretty. What? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so he's already framing it like the other two are literally why everyone leaves, because they got offended, they're bitter, or they're just lazy and want to do some sins. They're chubby, bitter spinsters. Bitter spinsters. Um, this is just, it's just silly because now we're actually getting into the territory of why people leave, which yeah. is church history. And this is a lot of w- times where people start with their questioning and they're like, oh, I don't like what this is. Uh, let me look more into it. Exactly. So, okay. He says, history is not pretty. Church history is no exception. One of the most significant issues we make with history is the fallacy called presentism. What is presentism? Tell us, go, go, goff. Presentism is when we look and judge the past based on our modern cultural understanding and expectations. Everyone in history can be twisted into a villain with presentism. First of all, that's not true. Not everyone can be twisted into a villain. Also, this, I hate this argument. This does not apply to a religion who claims that it's always been true, that its prophets have always been talking directly to God, that they exactly. always had this direct line and this was God's plan. And also, this doesn't factor in the the fallacies of the Book of Mormon itself, like the fallacies of how that even came about. Yep. Like, it was a lie. It wasn't that just we're judging a man based on today's standards. We're judging the truthfulness of something based on standards that have always existed. <laughs> exactly. Yep. We get this argument all the time. Not so much now, but in the beginning, we got this argument a lot. Remember, like, Mormon trolls would come on and be like, well, you're taking it out of historical context. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, this was so, like, socially acceptable. And I love that we're always like, no, 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 even then, it wasn't, no. so... Back, back in the day, like, they claim that Joseph Smith and Brigham Young were totally normal, and that it was normal to have that many teenage wives. That wasn't normal. It wasn't. And they're claiming that God told them to do it. Like, even back then, like, he's making this presentism argument, like, back then, Mormon, they... People didn't like Mormons because they were doing these things that the rest of society deemed immoral. So, yep. um, Okay. When it comes to mistakes made by former leaders, a great quote comes from President Ballard. Too many people think church leaders and members should be perfect or nearly perfect. They forget that the Lord's grace is sufficient to accomplish his work through mortals. Our leaders have the best intentions, but sometimes we make mistakes. Looking for human weakness in others is rather easy. However, we make a serious mistake by noticing only the human nature of one another when failing to see God's hand working through those he has called. Like, ignore everything bad they do. For some reason, when they do anything bad, that's just them. But when they do good things, that's like, God. That's God. Exactly. And it's like a free pass. You can fuck it's up as many pass. times you as you anything. want. Yeah. I also want to point out that this quote was from M. Russell Ballard, Melvin himself, as <laughs> you called Melvin the masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> that explains it all, Melvin. It's just, it's silly to me that someone would expect us to say, oh, sure, they're just acting as men. So you can dismiss the the bad things or the untrue things, yet you're supposed to then just believe that everything else was from God? Like, yeah, why it, did we do that? To me, it's it's always been a baffling thing that I couldn't wrap my head around. Like, we're all intelligent human beings. And, like, if you're part of this religion, like, it was hard for me to to be like, but but wait, like, so 
God is always constant. That's what we're taught. He never sways. The prophets are his mouthpiece. So why did they change? Like if they're speaking on behalf of God, who was always constant and continuous, like how, yeah, like it's not making sense and I don't get it. No. Um, Do you want to tell us how we can help those who take issue with church history come back? (laughs) I do. I'm shaking my shoulders to say yes. One moment. Oh, okay. Helping those who take issue with church history come back. Doesn't need to be a full stop, but it is. Okay. (laughs) With the first two reasons, it is generally easier to rescue someone as they still believe the doctrine. But the final two sections are the most dangerous. When someone takes issue with the church history or doctrine, either they often have been anti <laughs> I think he made up that word. What, what is anti-apostrophe E-D. And I think he's trying to say that, like, anti-Mormons have got to them. <laughs> They've been anti Go, go, golf. You can't just make up your own words. Like, it doesn't work that way. Only J-Dog can do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you have a hat to stick your head in and read some rocks? No. Well, fuck off. Go, um, golf. <laughs> And they reject witness and testimonies they already have had and start to demand a sign. Okay. If they are no longer willing to walk by faith, all you can do is love them. I don't know a single ex-Mormon that is like, if you show me a sign that this is real, I'll come back. I don't know one. That's that that's not real. That's not a real thing that people do. <laughs> No one does that. It's not true. Because you're also told from the beginning that you can't, like, search for signs. So you know that that's not how it If you're a, more, a, yeah. a devout Mormon who's questioning, you know that that's yeah. like, not how it works in the religion. I never did that. Yeah. No. Um, okay. If they are still honest with their concerns, and the best quote I ever heard about church history issues actually came from someone who had left the church for doctrinal issues, which I will address in the next section. I will call him Jason, not his real name. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, go, go, Goff. The discussion I was having, I was having was with four people, myself, a fully active and believing member, two RMs, which are return missionaries, who had taken tons of issue with history, and Jason, who had left the church right before he was going to serve a mission. The two other RMs were complaining about history when Jason called them out and said, I guarantee that this story didn't actually happen. I know. We'll we'll let it. I'll keep going. (laughs) If If the doctrine is true, then the history does not matter. They were taken back by his comments, but then they retorted. But what about blacks in the priesthood or the changes with the word of wisdom or polygamy? All of which are very valid points that we have just talked about. Yeah. To which Jason firmly replied, if the plan of salvation is true, then those issues don't matter. And if the plan of salvation is not true, then those issues still don't matter. Okay, what? this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't think it I don't think it's real. I think maybe he said this and he's claiming his friend Jason said it. But like, okay. Those issues do matter. They though. 100% matter. Yes. And they matter even in terms, like, they matter to us because of societal reasons and, like, social justice. But they matter in terms of Mormon theology because with blacks in the priesthood, if the, the plan of salvation is that you have to go to the temple with your family. Exactly. And black people were not allowed to do that. Like, that, so all those people before 1978 were excluded from that. That is not part of the plan of salvation. So, like, yeah. same with polygamy. I just, it, it, yeah, they definitely matter. <laughs> They're it part definitely of it. matters, and it definitely matters to the doctrine because of the issue, like, the reasons you just point out, but also because it, again, shows that, like, they say that, you know, God is constant, the prophets always tell the truth, blah, 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 but then, obviously, that's not the case because then why would celestial Jesus be like, no, I'm going to be a racist cunt and not allow blacks to have the priesthood. And then in 1978, decide to change his mind and be like, well, I've decided to change my mind. Like, we can keep our tax exempt status. Exactly. Yep. <sighs> okay. 
I'm going to move on to his fourth and final reason. <laughs> Yay. Uh, see, so number four. Taking issue with the doctrine is the fourth main reason people leave the church. This group, like the third, is smart is far smaller than the first two. <laughs> that's so bullshit. That's that is the it's, that's so not true. This is like the main reason. Doctrine yeah. and history are the main reasons people leave. But he said this group is far smaller than the first two, but often they are more vocal and want you to think they are a majority. That's us. Me that's and you, Katie. <laughs> That's us, but it's just so silly. It's like, no, we're not, we are the, this is why people leave. Like, we're not so pretending. <laughs> no. Okay, he says, see, when people leave the church because of a doctrine, they run into a problem. They know too much. They know and still believe too many restored doctrines to go to another church. See, there are truths that are unique to the restoration that they know to be true. For example, the fact that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, is the only uh, Christian church that teaches that all men are literal children of God, the Godhead, eternal families, etc., etc., etc. Very poorly written, go, go, go. But also, what? why is he saying this is just such bullshit i'm sorry i can't think of anything more eloquent to say but he's saying that we know it's true <laughs> yet for some reason we're advocating against it yeah it's no sense makes no sense it's basically saying that like i think he's he's implying in his dumbass way that we just want attention basically like we know it's true but we want to just like be vocal about it and uh, cause a scene. Which, you. what? None of us, none of us who have platforms or even that just speak out about it just in our day to day life, we're not like secretly believing it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Are, are you? Sarah sorry. Little. I still take the sacrament. Full time. Yeah. <laughs> I still get priesthood blessings. With during this past year when the pandemic, oh. I was safe because I got a priesthood blessing. I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I sprayed essential oils in my mask. Oh. <laughs> okay. These unique truths, they're not true, but whatever. Yeah. They often cause those who leave the church to be disenfranchised with other Christian churches who teach philosophies of man mingled with scripture. When someone knows they are a child of God and they go to another church that teaches that we are only children by adoption and that we are really <laughs> spiritual orphans that Christ took pity on, it's hard to go to that church. Because of this, Often those who leave the church because of doctrinal issues take one of two courses. Okay, so I'm going to sh- tell what he says the courses are for people who take issue with doctrine. But I also want to say, this sounds like a very anecdotal experience. Like, he knows one person that, like... One person named Jason who we're pretty sure it was him. It was you, Google That was like, well, I know parts of it are true, but I just don't... This makes no sense. Okay. Uh. So the first course they go when they have issue with doctrine is they go non-religious. <laughs> so realizing that all the other churches just lack the fulfillment, they just forego the church aspect of life. The longer that's what they- happens. <laughs> they lack the fulfillment because they're not Mormon churches, whatever. Yeah, um, the longer this continues, the more of the doctrines they forget. And the more doctrines they forget, the more likely they are to finally go to another church. I've met members who were born and raised who literally did not remember the basics of the gospel. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know anyone who this applies to. Oh, God. I don't know a single person. Um, And the second course is they become antagonists. And in parentheses, he wrote anti, capital A. That's us. That's us. All right. This is what he has to say about us. The second option, other than going non-religious, that members take is apostasy. Outer darkness. Outer. It is it. Outer darkness. <laughs> We're having a party, a dance party, you guys. Uh, uh. I'm raising the roof. Same. Okay. When they cut out the aspects of their life that are connected with the church, they feel guilt 
as they know the truth and are not living it. No, it's we feel guilt because we were brainwashed. That's yeah. why I feel guilt. And it's not that we, quote unquote, know the truth. Why are you telling us what we know? Oh, Jesus, go, we, go, go. We found out the truth, and the truth was that the church was not bullshit. It was so, not true. That's the truth. These members take the truth to be hard, and the only peace they find is by attacking the truth 24-7, trying, so to, convince, <laughs> trying to convince themselves that trolling. the conscious is wrong and that they are not sinning. It's like he says that we're trying to convince ourselves that we're not wrong and we're not sinning. I want to tell you, go, go, Goff, we don't believe in sin. Sin isn't fucking real. It's not real. It's so, not real. We're shimmying that it's not real. <laughs> the patrons are getting a lot of, like, <laughs> dance moves and stuff from us today. have a lot of feelings. Me too. <laughs> okay. They become antagonists or anti-mormons. And they simply can't leave it alone, for they know it is true. In the words of Elder Glenn L. Pace, quote, this is this is maybe what we hear all the time. It might be the top thing. Yeah. Quote, you can leave the church, but you can't leave it alone. The basic reason for this is simple. Once someone has received a witness of the spirit and accepted it, he leaves neutral ground. One loses his testimony only by listening to the promptings of the evil one. And Satan's goal is not complete when a person leaves the church, but when he comes out in open rebellion against it. <laughs> so I guess Satan has convinced us, even though you and I, we've never spoken to Satan. I haven't, I you know, I've, I've called him a few times. I've summoned him. He just doesn't come. According to Elder Glenn L. Pace, Satan isn't, I mean, supposedly we were influenced by Satan, but, uh. Apparently we're possessed by a demon, by the way, as well, and. Apparently. We're some good shimmying demons, though. I know, shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. (laughs) But about this demon. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's silly. We can laugh about it, but also it is something we get told all the time like the fact that we can't leave it alone means that we must know it's true yeah it's actually the opposite we don't leave it alone because we want to help people get out of it so they don't have to experience it especially for as long as sarah did we'd like to find and help people who are younger or, or older or whoever who just need help like realizing that they can leave this harmful religion and live a life that's more fulfilling outside of it Yep. So I think our last little section here, you can read, it's helping those who take issue with church doctrine. I'm come. just reading along as you've been going, and I, I did a little sneak us. peek. This is how they're going to get us to come back. We're coming back. We're coming okay. back. Da, 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 I want the world to know. I gotta let it. Show. I want the world to know. I'm gonna be Momo. <laughs> And hang out with go, 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 go. <laughs> Can you think of a worse party, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Helping those who take issue with church doctrine come back. That's the name of his title. <laughs> Helping those who take issue with doctrine come back is by far the hardest task we will face in our call to rescue the lost sheep. I do love sheep so much, though. They're so cute. And they're so cute. Um, because of the two courses they take, the path to rescue is different. Mm-hmm. Those who take the course of going non-religious are often still intellectually honest. Because we're not intellectually honest? What? <laughs> I don't know. With this group, I have personally found that their issues are less with doctrine and more with culture how often have we heard that too yeah you think that you don't agree with the doctrine but actually what you don't agree with is the culture and it's like and then uh, like we disagree with this actual scripture so exactly (laughs) so you're wrong um (laughs) simply separating the two causes them wait simply separating the two he needs a comment okay causes them to start soul searching Um, (laughs) soul searching this is what happened with my friend Jason. Go, go, go. Your friend Jason doesn't exist. It is you. 
Jason is your imaginary friend or you. Exactly. Like, he doesn't exist. Whatever. (laughs) By the end of our discussion with my two RM buddies, he thanked me and told me he had a lot to think about. (laughs) I think think Celestial Jesus is going to be hanging out with Celestial Jason because they're (laughs) not real. (laughs) Exactly. I'm sure it's a better party than these two real And I love how he ends it with, like, he thanked me and said he had a lot to think about. I know. Like, Come on, dude. Like, way to sniff your own farts, go, go, go. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that expression. Way to sniff your own farts. (laughs) That's so good. Oh, my God. Okay. For those who have gone down the path of becoming antagonists to the church, your options are very limited. Love them, pray for them, but don't waste time arguing with them. Or trying to convince them. But yeah, I you wish put it this how he case. says. Yeah, it's like so many people argue with us, but then he's probably saying that because I feel like some people, if they get into quote unquote arguments with, like, as he's calling us anti Mormons, some people will be like, oh, maybe they do have a good point. Like every now and then, they it might be like triggered to be like, oh, maybe I should look more into that. Also, do you notice how he says? Love them and pray for them, but basically don't waste time communicating with them. Don't ask them why they left. Don't ask them what their issues are. Don't trust them at all. Just basically ignore them. Just ignore them. They're not worth your, like, worth your time or energy. No. Like, their stories aren't real. They're not valid. Like, this is... Oh, oh, I, hate, I hate Jason slash go go so much. <laughs> I hate them. Um... Uh, until they are willing to swallow pride and I was going to make such a dirty joke and I'm not accept witnesses from the spirit rather than signs. They won't change their ways. Simply stand firm in love and truth and remember the words of elder Joseph B. Worthland to those who have strayed because of doctrinal concerns. We cannot apologize for the truth. We cannot deny doctrine given to us by the Lord himself. On this principle, we cannot compromise. That just rings so much to me. Like, people, I can hear people saying that in terms of, like, LGBT rights. They'll be like, well, you have a concern, but we can't apologize for it. This is given to us by the Lord. Exactly. We're anti-gay because God told us to be. But we still love you guys. We just don't want you to have the same rights as us. That's fine, right? We just don't want you to ever be able to experience life in the same way that we can. Yeah. (laughs) But But we love love you. you. We love you. Uh, Oh, but yeah. So apparently he says that there is no saving us. All, all, yeah. The only thing that can, people can do is pray for us, which we don't. Love us. Prayers. And uh, we just got to swallow our pride. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the only thing we have to swallow. (laughs) All right. I'll just read it. Baby flop. Sorry. I was just like, I'm not (laughs) even going to go there. Sometimes Um, when I make dirty jokes, Katie does this like. (laughs) Hey, let's move on. (laughs) All right. Um. Okay, this is his last paragraph. Uh, I guess it's his wrap-up, his conclusion. He says, Personally, it took me four years of praying, fasting, and study before I gained a witness that the Book of Mormon was real. Oh, my God. He just, he thinks he's, like, the hottest shit of all time. Um, But I clung to what I did know, and that was that priesthood blessings were real. How do you know that, Go Go Goff? You don't know that. You don't know that. It's no one can prove that. No No. one. Come at me. That's not. Yeah, you might feel nice after, but that's not proof that they're real. Um, whatever your place on the pathway home, rather than focusing on what you don't know, what you don't understand, or what others have done, ask yourself. Am I living according to what I do know? In the words of Elder Holland, the size of your faith or the degree of your knowledge is not the issue. It is the integrity you demonstrate toward the faith you do have and the truth you already know. So basically just stay brainwashed. Like, yeah. So just don't question. Just remember the things you've been brainwashed and you're good. Yeah, cling on to those things that you think are, yeah, like, true or what you know. Mm-hmm. 
and just brush everything else off and don't listen to anti-Mormons. Don't listen to us. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Did Gogo Goff know us? <gasps> Maybe Gogo Goff's a listener. Uh-oh. Oh, Jason, are you there? Jason? Is that you? Jason? Celestial Jason in the room? Anywhere? Katie? <laughs> Katie? Katie, your face. Oh, your face and your little voice is just like, where'd she go? <laughs> oh, my God. So good. Well, that's the end of the article. And that was painful. And don't you just love when people, especially men, especially religious Mormon men, tell you why you did something. I love it. It's my favorite thing. They never, like, you know, I just noticed that they never reach out to us. If we get messages from active members who are kind of trying to like poke or prod at us, yeah. they never message us with genuine questions like, why did you leave? Or like, what's no. your concern? It's like, no, here's why you're wrong. And here's why the church is true. And it's like, we literally uh, never get that question. It's exactly what you're saying. No one ever asks us like, hey, just genuine question. Like, I can see you're hurting. Like something happened in the church that was like, you know, traumatizing. Let's talk about it. Like what caused you to leave? It's always you can leave the church, but you, but you can't you can leave it alone. And you've been influenced by Satan or you were lazy and wanted to sin. We wanted that D and that's why we left. <laughs> We wanted the D without being married, so. And by D, I mean doctrine that's true, Katie. Get your head out of the gutter. (laughs) Ugh. Ugh, I have such a dirty mind. (laughs) Oh, my God. Guys, we love you. Thanks for hanging in with us. We're glad that you guys didn't fit into one of those four reasons because it's all bullshit and it's just, it's not. Yeah. Go, go, golf. What is, what is that? Um, There's like a cartoon that's like, go, go, go gadget. Oh my God. That's what I've been thinking of. Like, like Inspector Gadget? Yeah. And yeah. it's always like, go, go gadget, right? Yeah. I don't even know what his name means. No. Yeah. Anyways. That was interesting, but <sighs> <laughs> we will see you guys next week. We will. Have a great week. Wash your damn hands. And uh, yeah, we love you guys. Have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.